0: Hello and thanks for tuning in to this week's Advocacy Associates podcast. For those who aren't familiar with the company, we work with associations and businesses that want to impact public policy using effective advocacy techniques. If you're not sure what that means, well, basically we inspire leaders and advocates and arm them for action, we create and implement winning advocacy strategies, we connect citizens with lawmakers through lobby days, site visits, and other events, we harness the power of new technology for advocacy success. My name is Stephanie Vance, and I'm the Advocacy Guru at Advocacy Associates, and you can learn more about our work on the web at www.advocacyassociates.com. Today on our podcast, we're going to continue our work in learning some basics about communicating with Congress. I'm reading from Chapter 3 of my book, Government by the People, How to Communicate with Congress. You can find that book on the web at www.advocacyguru.com. This chapter entitled Learning About Your Representatives in the House and Senate gives you a synopsis of what to know before you go when working with an elected officials office. Once you've decided that Congress is the place to go, your next steps are to identify the specific representative or senator you should contact and to look into his or her position on the issues that you care about. Some questions you want to answer include Whose district or state am I in? One of the most common questions asked in a congressional office is Are they from the district? Representatives and senators represent distinct groups of people and devote their energy to the requests and needs of those individuals. In general, you should stick to contacting your own representative and senators, unless you can demonstrate that you represent the concerns of people who live in another district. If you contact other members of Congress, don't be surprised if your phone calls, letters, or requests for meetings are referred to the representative or senator who sues the area or state where you live. Another question to consider, what is a member's legislative record? Most members have a record of formal support for legislation that has been introduced by other members, called co-sponsoring a bill, and a formal voting record, as well as a record of legislation that they have introduced themselves on virtually every single issue under the sun. Before sending a letter, calling, or asking for a visit, know where he or she stands on your issues. It is also important, and sometimes more important, to know what issues your member cares passionately about. Being able to present your views in terms your member understands and agrees with will help you get the most out of your interaction with the office. For example, I worked for a member once who cares deeply about improving the quality of life in our nation's communities. His entire office was focused on legislative initiatives to enhance the economic, environmental, and physical health and safety of communities. People who demonstrated that what they cared about could be tied to these quality-of-life issues were definitely more successful in getting their message across. This type of information is available from a variety of sources. First, it is always appropriate to call your member's office and ask if he or she is a co-sponsor of particular legislation or how he or she voted on a particular issue. However, this is not the quickest way to get the information, as your request will most likely be passed on to the office's legislative correspondent, who will have to draft a written response to your question. Because the LC must respond to upwards of 10,000 requests in a year, it may be weeks before you receive a response. A better approach is to do some research on your own at the website www.congress.gov. At this website, you can look up bills that your member of Congress has introduced, and that will give you a very good sense of the kinds of issues that he or she is interested in. Another question to be able to answer is what committee or committees is my member on? Members are assigned to committees based on their interests, their districts or states in the case of the Senate, and for the more competitive major committees on how long they have served. This is seniority. Members usually serve on one to three committees. A member's ability to influence legislation depends largely upon whether he or she is a member of the Committee of Jurisdiction. For example, a member of the Transportation Committee will have a much more difficult time trying to influence legislation that is in the Banking Committee. This is especially true for the House, where the structure for consideration of bills can leave little room to change a bill on the floor. In the Senate, there is often more flexibility for individual Senators to make changes when the entire Senate is considering a bill. Knowing the committee assignments of your member of Congress can give you insights into the issues that interest him or her and into how he or she will be most effective in helping you with your concern. You can also find this information at www.congress.gov or you can look on the House and Senate websites which can be found at www.house.gov and www.senate.gov. Another question to consider, where is he or she on the seniority scale? All members of Congress, both House and Senate, are ranked on a scale of seniority based upon when they were elected to that office. If your representative is relatively new to office, the unfortunate fact is that he or she is not going to be able to move as many legislative initiatives or secure as many appropriation dollars as a more senior member might be able to do. However, if your member is a committee chair or a ranking member or a member of the leadership, you're in luck. These individuals have a great ability to move policy proposals through the legislative process. A final question, what party does he or she belong to? Now do bear in mind that members help all constituents, not just those who are members of their political party, as some people might believe. After all, your representative has been elected to represent you and your interests, regardless of your party affiliation. But it is important to know the member's party affiliation to determine if they are part of the majority or minority party in Congress. While many members are seeking to work collaboratively and across party lines, members of the majority party still have an advantage in efforts to get legislative proposals passed. Well, thanks for listening to this edition of the Advocacy Associates podcast. Again, my name is Stephanie Vance. I'm the Advocacy Guru at Advocacy Associates, and you can find us on the web at www.advocacyassociates.com. If you want to learn more about who's who in a congressional office, how to develop a winning message, general message delivery tips, having an effective meeting, having effective written communications, having effective phone calls, and following up, stay tuned because we'll be addressing each of these subjects in the coming weeks.